Hello and welcome to Speaking Truth to Power. My name is Urban Hill and I am your host and I want to thank all listeners around the world for tuning in and listening to my audio podcast and today's discussion is going to be about endurance in Christ and the Judaizers. Judaizers was another group of Jewish set that was like your Pharisees and your Sadducees but they taught different uh, their doctrine was different than what Christ had taught uh, the disciples. And so you had conflict between Paul and them. And uh, we're going to dive right into this so we start uh, getting an understanding of what happened and, and, and who this group really was. Endurance in Christ. The church at Philippians, though faithful and flourishing, was disturbed by troublemakers who sought to pull people away from worship in the Spirit of God. So Paul exhorts the Christians to endure in Jesus Christ as encouraged them to rejoice in the Lord always. Philippians 4 and 4, the more we rejoice in Christ, the less danger there, are, there is being drawn away from him. The troublemakers were the Judaizers who spread doctrine contrary to Paul's teaching. They took great pride in their status as Jewish Christians and they encouraged people to place their faith in tradition rather than in Christ, but Paul was not impressed with their legalism and learning, for he had once possessed even more impressive credentials, and he had left them all behind like an athlete shedding excess weight, so that he could apprehend that for which also he is apprehend of Christ Jesus. Philippians 3 and 12. He considered well lost compared to the greatness of knowing Jesus Christ. Now, before we go into further, let's, let's dive in a little bit more about the Judaizers. This was a very interesting group, but you'll find that even today there are groups that they are teaching similar or teaching what that group taught back then, which basically was a false doctrine. Here we are. There have always been those who, who balk at the idea of God's salvation being offered freely to those who believe. They reasoned that such a grand gift as forgiveness from such a holy God must require some kind of payment from us. We thank God for his grace, but we understand that he expects us to somehow earn that grace. In other words, there must be something that we can do to pay off that debt we owe to God. In the early church, those who taught combinations of God's grace and human effort were called the Judaizers. The word Judaizer comes from a Greek verb meaning to live according to the Jewish customs. The word appears in Galatians 2 and 14, 2 and 14, where Paul describes how the, he confronted Peter for forcing Gentile Christians to, do, to Judaize. A Judaizer taught that in order for a Christian to truly write with God, he must conform to the Mosaic law, Mosaic law. Circumcision, especially, was promoted as necessary for salvation. Gentiles had to become Jewish proselyte first, and then they could come to Christ. The doctrine of Judaizers was a mixture of grace through Christ and works. Through the keeping of the law. This false doctrine was dealt with in Acts 15 and strongly condemned in the book of Galatians. 
At the Jerusalem Council in Acts 15, a group of Judaizers opposed Paul and Barnabas, some men who belonged to the party of the Pharisees insist that the Gentiles could not be saved unless they were first circumcised and obeyed the law of Moses. Paul made the case that a that in Christ there was no longer a distinction between the Jews and the Gentile, for God had purified the hearts of the Gentile by faith. You'll find that in Acts 15, 8 and 9. He said in a plainly in Galatians 2 and 16, a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ, not by observing the law, because by observing the law, no one will be justified. To add anything to the work that Christ did for salvation is to negate God's grace. We are saved by grace alone through the faith alone, not by returning to the law. I do not set aside the grace of God for, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing, Galatians 2 and 21. Therefore, many groups today believe belief practice are very similar to those of Judaizers in, in the New Testament. The two most prominent would be the Hebrew Roots Movement and the Roman Catholic Church. The teaching of the Hebrews Roots Movement are virtually identical to those of the Judaizers who Paul rebuked in Galatians. A primary focus of the Hebrew Roots Movement is to put followers of Christ back under the bondage of the Old Testament law. The Roman Catholic Church teaches a doctrine similar to that of the Judaizers of the New Testament in this way. Its doctrine is a mixture of law and grace. At the Council of Trent in the 16th century, the Catholic Church exclusively, explicitly denied the idea of salvation by faith alone. Catholics have always held that certain sacraments are necessary for salvation. The issue for the first century Judaizers were circumcisions and the Sabbath keeping. The issue for the modern day Catholic are baptism, confession, etc. The works considered necessarily may have changed, but both Judaizers and the Catholic attempt to merit God's grace through the performance of rigid acts. Let's take a look at 1 Timothy 4 and 3. It says that in later times, false teachers will forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. This sounds suspiciously close to some of the teaching of the Roman Catholics, which required priests to be celibate, forbid to marry, and proclaim some food to be off limits during Lent, abstaining from certain foods. The Judaizers upheld Mosaic law as necessary for salvation. Catholics uphold man-made traditions as necessary for both view Christ's death as being insufficient without the act and continued cooperation of one being saved. The Bible is clear that the attempt to add human works to God's grace overlooks the very meaning of grace, which is undeserved blessings. As Paul says, if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. 
if it is were if it were grace would no longer be grace Romans 11 and 16 I'm sorry Romans 11 and 6 praise the Lord Christ has set us free stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by yoke of slavery Galatians 5 and 1 so you can see that that mixture of doctrine that mixture of what they were teaching versus the doctrine of the father that the father passed to gave to Christ and Christ also taught the, the disciples so even today we have that same thing going on all these different doctrines uh all these different religions when Christ said upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail he didn't say churches he said church which is basically singular so there's no plural anywhere but look we have so many churches all over the place so many different religions and who started this 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 mess nowhere from straight from hell Satan himself all these different religions all these different confusions because God is not the author of confusion so here we are no one is teaching the same thing and I'm not sure how many of you have uh, what church you go to uh, but some churches have three or four different churches that are have residing out of one building and out of that one building all of them are teaching something different something totally different no one is on the same page very ironic so this is where all the confusion comes in that so you have all these different religions all these folks proclaiming there's three godheads and there's no such thing as no three godheads that there's nowhere in the bible where any prophet saw more than one god jesus didn't see more than one god the disciples didn't see more than one god and there's no one can tell you or show you that where it is pointed to that in there and then god even also clarified that uh you take a look at deuteronomy uh 32 and 39 what god clarifies letting you know that no one is with him no other god and he says see now that i even i am he and there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. So there's God saying there's no other God with him. Now you he would know if there was any other God, right? So uh, he clarified that and knocked everything out the water that's saying there's three Godheads and this and that is not three Godheads. If you send three persons, think about this. When you hear him say there's three persons. Now, you already they're already wrong. God is a spirit, he's not a person. The Holy Spirit is not a person, it's a spirit. The Holy Spirit comes from God, which is one. And the Holy Spirit, which is in Christ, which is make them all one. Three different functions. Three different functions. Not three Godheads and three persons, but three different functions all coming from the one god one god only that's it one so uh that's finished off on, on, on endurance in christ if we are to endure in christ we must watch out for whatever keep us from following god wholeheartedly to compete in christ's race we must carry that light load keep pressing toward finish line it is easy for us to get wrapped up in reputation, accomplishments, and even religious achievement. 
Galatians 1 and 14, like Paul, we must not allow things to rob us of our joy. Paul sums it all up saying, not as though I had already had obtained Galatians 3 and 12, Paul was satisfied with Jesus Christ, but he was not satisfied with his Christ Christian life dissatisfaction. Kept him reaching out and looking forward. We must reach for forward to those things that are before us. We must press on in good faith, good times and bad times to be the people God want us to be in Jesus Christ. So here we are. If we're going to press on, move forward, we got to move those things out the way that cause us, that cause us from and hinder us from being close to God, that good fight. So are you willing to walk away from the sin that holds us back? And that's just so many types of things that causes the sin. Are you willing to walk away from the alcohol? Are you willing to walk away from the drugs? Are you willing to walk away from uh, 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 people that hinder you? Uh, are you willing to walk away from the sin that hindered you from God? Do you hate your sin that calls you on a daily basis? Because if you don't hate your sin that you cause yourself, you have, you're in trouble. You even have to hate your brother, your sister, your cousin, your mama, your daddy. You have to hate their sin. You have to hate their sin. And there is no way if you can't hate your own sin that you cause yourself and can't hate your mom, your dad, your brother, your grandmama, whoever is in your life, you can't hate their sin. There is no way you can become a disciple of Christ. See, God only called us to be holy because he's holy. There is no no pointing only pointing anywhere in the, in the word of God, the Holy Scripture saying you are a Baptist, you are Methodist, or you are uh, Pentecostal, you are a uh, 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 Seventh-day Adventist, uh, you, your Buddhism, your Muslim, there's nothing pointing that in the word of God whatsoever. And we'll label ourselves that way and idol ourselves and saying, I'm an apostolic, I'm a this, I'm a that. You know, uh, uh, those names doesn't mean nothing to God. It's our daily life of living. Or are we living or striving to be holy as he are? And some people say, oh, that's too hard. Well, these are God's laws, and we should be governed ourselves by his laws. Even the church should be governed itself by his laws, not of the laws of the world should not be governed the church. God's laws is already plain and clear in the Holy Scriptures. So therefore, God put it out there. He, made, he kept us from having any excuse, any excuse whatsoever to strive to be holy. So if you're not willing to surrender, willing to give in, willing to give over, and willing to give up, then you always we always be a slave to sin always so we're we're quite capable of getting up every morning to go to work on time we're afraid of what the boss is going to do if you're late uh we do everything we can to please the world but we turn our back on god and put him in last to do anything for him as i said we can watch tv for hours, we can listen to the radio fire, we can talk to our friends for hours, we can go out and party, we can go out and wash our cars, get our hair done, buy new clothes, 
clean our house if we know grandma or mother-in-law is coming over or father-in-law is coming over we do all those things but we will leave the mind and the heart dirty world we are in trouble we're in trouble if we choosing not to change and move those things out the way that hinder us from being close to God and there are many things that are in our way and most of it is ourselves we are our own worst enemy you know, even though we have these problems, but to remove those problems, and if you're doing a following churches that are owned by family, uh, churches that are not following the doctrine of God, that passed on to Christ, because Christ did say, it's not my doctrine, it's the Father's doctrine. The Father teaches me. So if we're not willing to follow the doctrine that the Father passed to the Christ and Christ passed on to the disciples and we're going to choose to go by what we want to go by, uh, put ourselves up under man, his new doctrine, or they say the new world order or whatever they want to call that stuff. But it's not the doctrine of the Father that he passed on to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So if you if you're under those things and you know you need to change and you know you need to walk away because it's hindering you because a lot of preachers a lot of so-called bishops and these are, are in your way from going to heaven they're not going and they don't want you to go so if you if you've been caught up in that into that bondage that slavery type church that uh that 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 has control of you and and telling you how to think and what to think and when to do those type of uh, 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 way of teaching uh, uh, that are not of Christ. You know, all you have to do is search the scriptures yourself. Don't be afraid to ask questions when a pastor or a bishop or whoever is residing over you that are teaching you, be not afraid to ask questions. Do not be afraid. Because most of the time, they're not going to want you to ask questions. And that's a red flag right there. They should be willing to, willing for the congregation to ask questions. This is where learning comes in at. But do not be afraid to search the scriptures yourself and do not be afraid to ask questions. And if you're up under those type of churches and those type of leadership, because uh, it comes from, start from the sanctuary, help come from the sanctuary. So if the sanctuary is contaminated, there's a huge problem right there. So come off muttering that type of uh, teaching, that mindset, and repent from being up under that and move forward. Come out of there. Come out of that church if it's not teaching the doctrine of Christ. So as Peter said in Acts 2.38, King James Version, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39, for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I wanna thank you, it's been my time. Be sure to download the app on your phone so that you can get notifications, you're able to comment, and you're able to uh, Get information before anyone else does. I appreciate your time. God bless you. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.